We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast good afternoon good morning whenever you're watching this everybody and welcome to the pack a day podcast i'm your host i am not andy herman i am not the pod father andy is taking a bit of a sabbatical for the day so he uh asked everybody else and got me to fill in here. I am Jacob Westendorf. You can catch me on Thursdays on the Pack-A-Day podcast. Today is Sunday, August 29th, and we have gotten through the NFL preseason. The Green Bay Packers lose to the Buffalo Bills in their preseason finale. That's not really what was all important. The big thing out of this was getting out healthy. The Packers told you exactly how they feel about the preseason with Matt LaFleur as their head coach. They have 30 guys Uh, 31 today, I believe, was the inactive number, but they had at least 30 in every single preseason game that were not active today. Receiver-wise, you go down the depth chart, the first active one is Amari Rodgers. Even some of the guys who were active, and I'll get to that in a minute, but some of the guys were active just so they could dress guys and kind of play them in case of emergency. But nothing really to write home about as far as anybody real interesting playing, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't suit up Devontae Adams, nobody like that suited up. Uh, so this was really about guys, young guys competing for roster spots. The bills uh, took things a little differently. They, they played their guys. Josh Allen played the entire first half. And while well, say for a kneel down drive at the end of the first half, he played the entire first half and he's good. <laughs> Josh Allen's going to have a really good year this year. The bills are going to be one of the best teams in the AFC, uh, regardless of the fact that they're playing against Packers twos and threes on defense. Uh, But everything for this Packers preseason started and ends, frankly, with Jordan Love. Jordan Love is the perceived future of the franchise. Uh, Air Jordan, as I like to call him, played uh, into the third quarter today, came back from that shoulder injury. Uh, Some ups and downs. That's definitely the best way to put it for for Jordan Love here in his preseason uh, finale here and hopefully the last time he plays until you know January 9th when the Packers have everything clinched and are taking on the Detroit Lions and what is a de facto preseason game because the Packers have their one seed and home field advantage through the playoffs locked up but Jordan Love today they move the ball the Packers move the ball well um, just unable to cash some things in in the red zone you saw some good 
and I will get there in a minute. And then you also saw some bad, which I'll get to. You'll, you know, we can start with the good. I thought he has good command of the offense. There was a fourth down play uh, where the Packers end up using a timeout where Amari Rogers is lined up on the wrong side of the line of scrimmage. And you could see him trying to motion him to get him on the right side of the line of scrimmage for the play. That's a big deal to me. That says he's in command. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he looks poised at the line of scrimmage, knowing what to do. He got the bills for a guy who doesn't know what a hard count is. He got them to jump off sides a couple of times. Got a free play deep down the sideline to Malik Taylor. That was a big play. That was nice to see. Uh, fourth down, the Packers run a play-action bootleg, and Love finds Dominique Daphne sitting in the middle of the zone. That was a big thing. He could have very easily tried to just dump it to Amari Rogers and let him make a play. Not sure. He probably gets the first down, but who knows? This throw to Daphne ensures he gets the first down. Uh, there's another play where he took off running, uh, and he steps up into the pocket. He keeps both hands on the ball and escapes to his right and runs for a first down. There's some good stuff there, obviously, to work with. You can see Aaron Rodgers' assessment of him was pretty good. When things are on schedule, on time, he's good. He's a very accurate quarterback, to use Rodgers' uh, terminology there. When things break down is when you see some certain bad things happen. There was a play in the red zone at the end of the half where Love has to escape, and airmails a throw to A.J. Dillon that should have been intercepted. If it's not tipped, it probably is, which would have given him a second interception on the day. And then his first interception is a play-action shot play that the Packers like to run a lot. Uh, Love rolls out, and he kind of slips. There's a little bit of pressure in the pocket early. He falls down, and then he just kind of gets up and chucks it. A YOLO ball uh, is, is what the kids are calling it, I think. But just kind of throws it up for grabs. It's easily intercepted by former Packer Micah Hyde, and those are things that simply can't happen. You know, that's the the ups and downs of a young quarterback that you're going to see, but that's a play that I had somebody ask, like, was that a throwaway or was it a YOLO ball? And regardless, it's either a really inaccurate throwaway or a terrible decision that simply can't be made. But I think overall the themes of Jordan Love's preseason is there is more good than bad. I think you can understand why the Packers took him in the first round regardless of the Aaron Rodgers situation. That's completely beside the point. This is about the prospect himself. The arm talent is there. The awareness is there. The feel for the offense is there. There are still some things that he has to learn, and those are things that will come with time. And now he has a whole year in practice before next spring where presumably he takes over as the starting quarterback. If that if he had to play a regular season game tomorrow, you know, it, it's hard to say how he would do. Uh, he didn't play with any starters in the, regular, or in the preseason, excuse me, uh, had a couple guys, you know, that are probably going to start, but for the most part, you know, Dave Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, those guys didn't play. Uh, you got to hand the ball off to AJ Dillon a couple times and hand the ball off to Kylan Hill, who I think is carving out a potential role in this roster. As soon as this season, he looks very explosive, looks very good, but Jordan love, I think more good than bad. The process is more important than the results. Uh, even the turnover on downs throw, you had to throw to Reggie Bagleton on a fourth and goal from the one. The ball placement there was great. You know, Tredavious White just made a good play. Um, if this were a regular season game, I'd probably be a little more confused by the Packers play calling in that process, but it's a preseason game. So the Packers are trying to work their offensive line, trying to work their running game. You know, whatever Matt LaFleur's reasons are, I'm sure he has a lot of them. I'm sure he'd do it differently if it were a regular season game, but he didn't. So that's Jordan Love. That's that piece of it. As far as the rest that I've got for today, the good, let me start with the good because I like to be more positive. There's enough negative in this world, so I think I can be a little more positive for you guys here. 
Uh, let me start. Big Dirt, man. Big Joe Dirt, Royce Newman. That first possession, every play, every run play that was positive felt like it was run to his side. I think he's your starting right guard, and I don't think he's ever giving that job back. I know there's going to be some tests in the regular season. Obviously, his first game of his NFL career is going to be at the Louisiana Superdome next to a rookie center. Hopefully, Billy Turner's there to be able to help him along as the right tackle and kind of get them used to playing. I, I'm holding out hope that David Bakhtiari is back to kind of solidify that offensive line to where the two rookies are now surrounded by two all pros with Bakhtiari and Jenkins and a very good starter at right tackle in Billy Turner. But Royce Newman, I thought, looked good today. I thought he looked good in his pass sets. I thought he was a good run blocker. He has a few things he needs to work on. You know, he needs to sustain his blocks a little bit longer, things of that nature. But I think you feel really good about him as winning that right guard spot. I think of the three guys, Runyon, Patrick, and Newman, and even Ben Braden, who Matt LaFleur basically said wasn't in the competition anymore. Um, I think Newman's the one who's looked the best through the three preseason games. And this could be a situation where Patrick or Runyon is going to win that left guard job. But that job eventually is going to go to Elton Jenkins when David Bakhtiari comes back. I think Newman takes that job, and he never gives it back. Uh, the other bit of good on the day, Malik Taylor, obviously. He's been a very good player this preseason. I think that he is far and away the top choice for the sixth receiver if the team does choose to keep six. He's one of their better special teams players. That's been documented. But he has that upside on offense as well to where if he stays on the team, and is active on game day, you feel like if somebody was injured, he could step in and fill in a role in the offense and just do something. I'm not saying he's going to be Devontae Adams or anything like that, but he can do something on the offensive side of the ball. He's not Jarrett Bush or somebody that you know can play really good special teams, but you hope never touches the field on their respective side of the ball. So that was that was the good side of things. The bad, well, you know, when you have a preseason game where your starting offense, quote unquote, doesn't score and your defense gives up points, I mean, obviously there's going to be some bad in that as well. One more good thing I want to put in Jack Heflin. Uh, he, he's, I think he should make the 53 man roster. Just a question as to whether or not they bring back Tyler Lancaster as well as those guys are kind of repetitive. And that would probably mean they have to keep six defensive linemen if they're keeping Lancaster. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, on the poor side of things, now to officially move on. Man, Jay Sternberger, like the reach block on third and goal. That's a touchdown to A.J. Dillon if Sternberger makes the block. Instead, he just kind of flails and falls over. And I've been very vocal about how much I like Jay Sternberger, the prospect, and I still do. But that is a play that needs to be made. And for a guy who potentially is on the roster bubble, he's going to be suspended for the first two games. I said when the preseason started that, I can't imagine a scenario where the Packers cut him. And now I'm getting to the point where it's not going to be like, duh, yeah, they should have cut him. Cause I still don't think that, but if they do, it's not going to be like if they had cut Randall Cobb or something like not that level of surprise, which is where I kind of was at the beginning of the, uh, the preseason. You know, I just thought that this was a guy who a year ago, a year ago before training camp, Brian Gutekunst said, we view this guy as a matchup problem. He was the team's starting favorite to be their starting tight end and surpassed by Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis. And it looks like Josiah DeGuara and Dominique Daphne have surpassed him as well, at least for the time being. Now there's a lot of time left. There's things that can change if he does in fact make the roster, but that is a play uh, that happened like that. And in the passing game, no, you know, no big plays of note. So if you're supposed to be a passing game player, you got to make plays in the passing game to make up for the fact that, Maybe you're not doing as much in the running game. Tackling as a whole, you know, Ennis Gaines is somebody. Jake Fromm ran for a touchdown in the middle of the third quarter. That was a tough one to watch. Gaines kind of laid him. You know, I know there's kind of sort of a gentleman's agreement to not hammer the quarterback, but that's kind of the thing for the starters. <laughs> Jake Fromm's not a starter. Ennis Gaines doesn't have the – ability to make business decisions in that, in that kind of way. So that's something that wasn't good. And special, special teams is dreadful. Uh, it seems like they can't, they didn't get through a preseason game without a significant gaffe. Uh, Mason Crosby missed a 29 yard field goal today. Uh, the Packers gave up a big punt return because neither of their gunners were able to win on the outside. They just, it's something that Matt LaFleur said it was an unfair assessment for their special teams with as many guys as they were sitting out and resting he better be right because this is something that can cost you in a big spot. You know, we've seen it. The one of the plays that comes to mind is 2010 Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers down the field. They score a game tying touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons in the Georgia dome. They give up a kickoff return, a big return right away and a face mask penalty puts the Falcons in field goal range before they even snap the ball. They have a chance to try and get a game winning field goal down. And then ultimately they did. The Falcons won that game. That was a game that cost the Packers. 
and it could have cost them a playoff spot. Obviously, we know how that season ended, but they made the playoffs by the skin of their teeth that year. So hopefully Green Bay is able to clean up their special teams unit because the rest of the team is loaded. Offense, defense, if they're relatively healthy, this is a Super Bowl contender. I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't know, but the special teams has to be better, um, and I don't think that that's anything. So we are now two weeks away from the Packers season opener against the New Orleans Saints, and they will be uh, going down to New Orleans as a road team facing off against Jameis Winston. The preseason is over. Jordan Love's time is over, and I would give you guys the advice of savor this just because you don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's the last dance. I know that's the popular phrasing to use around this team, but I don't know if that's what this is, and I don't really care at this point. Uh, I'm going to enjoy and savor every minute of this that's left because this team is really good, and the Packers – They've been really good for a long time, and you feel like there could be a changing of the guard coming in the nearish future. And if there is, then you got to savor the moments that were special while they were there. Otherwise, you lose out on that opportunity. So look forward to that. Thanks to Andy for letting me fill in for him today. You could follow him in the podcast, Andy Herman NFL, and the podcast is at Packaday Podcast. You can follow me. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. Follow my work over. I write for Packer Report sporadically, uh, at least once a week, at Packer Report 66. And then Game On Wisconsin, at Game On WI on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff for you guys. And I want to personally invite you, since I have this platform, I am going to use it. I want to personally invite all of you that are watching this, September 19th at the Green Bay Distillery from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Come out and watch some Packers, or watch some football. The Packers play the next night against the Lions. Come out and watch some football with us. We'll be there hanging out. If you tell them I sent you, there's $3 Miller Lights and a $4 green and gold special for you and a chance to win some really cool prizes. So I hope to see you guys there. It's an open event, no cover charge, no nothing like that. Just come on in, say hello. It'd be nice to put a face to a Twitter avatar. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate your time. And go Pack Go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.